0: Our role in life is never to make decisions for people. Our role in life is to walk in prepared to be able to guide them to the best decision that is theirs to make. From the man who wrote the book on human behavior, a special edition Richard Flint podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk human behavior. My journey in your life today has two folds. I want to talk to you about principles. And what I want to talk to you about in this first session Is the seven foundational principles truly successful? Now, understand something. The word truly is the operative word. It's not just people who appear successful. Do you think success sometimes becomes an illusion? The car someone drives? Whoa, they must be successful. The area they live in? Man, if they can afford to live there, they got to be successful. The clothes they wear? But how many times is the outer part of success an illusion because inside it's a vacuum? So I don't care about your outside. I want to focus on the inside of you. And I want to share with you that there are seven principles that highly successful, truly successful people live by. And here's my thought. Please, please, please hang on to this. You can either repeat the frustrations and disappointments of your life Or, you can invest in making choices that will give you the future you keep talking about wanting to have. My life, your life can only go two directions. And If you can find another direction, you share it with me. We can either go forward or go in circles. If I spend a day with you, would I find you living in any circles where you keep talking about what you're going to do, but you haven't reached it yet? You keep trying to convince yourself, this is what I'm going to do, and then every day you walk out and your behavior makes it impossible. Because you're either going to have a life where you go forward, and when you go forward, that's where you taste success. When you're going in circles, that's where you chat about life. You ever had somebody in your life that spent all their time talking about what they were going to do, and you sat there and thought, well, when are they going to do it? If tomorrow is where we're going to start living, it'll never happen. There's some of you in this room that every day of your life, you plan your life for tomorrow. And you get up today and repeat what you did yesterday. And if all I'm doing is repeating what I did yesterday, tomorrow is just a continuation of yesterday. And you know what's interesting? You know you do it, but you justify it. It's not about the goals you write. It's about the improvements you will make. Goals are merely words on a paper, while behavior is what defines what your real intentions are. Now, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I do not believe in goal-setting the way we teach it. You ever done goals because someone told you you needed goals? Yeah, you have, haven't you? Broker comes to you, says, time to do your goals. And you sit there and think, I hate this. But you know if you don't do it, they're not going to get off your back. So what do you do? You go sit down and go, what would they like for me to say? Whoa, they're going to love this one. (laughs) You take them in, you look at them together and they go, that's great. And you walk out and what's your first thought? I can't do that. Do you know what our years of research have taught us? Most people who write goals have put them aside by at least the middle of February. See, all goals are words on a paper. And most of the time, we do it because we've been taught we have to do it. People run around all the time and talk about, if you want to be successful, you got to write goals. No, friends, you don't. you got to have a purpose. And a purpose is not a goal. A purpose is you understanding why you will do this. So I sit down at the end of a year, and I lay out my purpose for the next year. What am I doing? I'm forming a sketch in my mind of where I want to go. And then what do I do? I ask myself, on December 31st, what do I want to have achieved with this year? Now, I got the beginning and I got the end. Now what do I do? I ask myself a very, very profound question that is the secret. What behaviors will I have to implement to get from here to there? It's not about what you write. It's about your behaviors. Do you think if I came and spent time in your life, I'd find any self-destructive behaviors in your life? Any of you in this room procrastinate? There are three things I look to study and understand people. The top of their desk, the trunk of their car, and their garage. Did I get all three of them with you? You ever seen people with a garage and they can't get their car in it? (laughs) Because it's their collection center? See, I want to look at the top of your desk, and here's what I'm looking for: Are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. right-handed. Here's what I know about her, and I don't even know her. Mm-hmm. Everything on the left-hand side of her desk, she's procrastinating with. Anything on the floor, she's avoiding. That's good, though. Do you clean it every day? Why do you do that? Um. Um. No. Compulsive. Hmm? Ever find yourself disorganized? If I came to your life, would I find any stacks of clutter? Things that someday you're going to get to? Understand something. Our behavior defines our real agenda in life. I want to put some words up in front of you, and I'm notorious for my definitions. I've written 19 books, and my last ones I've written have been just volumes of dictionaries. Or what I've done is I've taken words you use every day and showed you how you have misdirected them. So let me put a few words up here. Frustration. A gathering of emotions that are the result of things not happening the way you want or expected them to happen. If you get frustrated, will your personality change? Look at this one. Disappointment. One's frustration is being expressed through words or attitude. Let me play psychologist with you real quickly. I told you, everything travels in threes. So, I'm frustrated. It is humanly impossible to be frustrated without being disappointed. Now, when frustration and disappointment come together, they create a third emotion called anger. You ever been angry at yourself? You ever been frustrated with you because you didn't do what you say you were going to do, and you're disappointed in your behavior, and now you're upset with you? Do you understand what anger is? It's an emotional mixing bowl spinning faster than you can manage. I cannot cook. I realize that. Built a new house in the Palm Beaches and when Karen and I built the house, I told Karen, this is the last house we're gonna build. So we put everything in that house we wanted. And if you could see the kitchen in this house, it's better than most restaurants. We have triple ovens. Wow, never been used, been there 10 years. (laughs) You open the microwave, the instruction book is still in it. I don't even know how to turn the dishwasher on. But one day I decided I'm gonna bake a cake. Now, what's challenging about a cake? Nothing, you go to the grocery store, you buy the cake mix box on the side of the box, they tell you everything you need. So I go down the aisles reading the cake mix box, get everything I need, go home and I get out this giant mixer that someone gave us as a housewarming gift and it's so big you got to lift it with two hands. I dump everything in the mixing bowl and because I don't understand mixers I looked at the speed and there's one that said super high. So I figure if you turn it on super high it'll just mix it quicker. So I flipped that sucker on super high. Never ate that cake, but I look good wearing it. (laughs) That's anger. It's you wearing your frustrations and your disappointments. And you learn something. When anger takes over, all you can do is react. You cannot respond. Emotional collector. One who stores their emotions until all the storage space is used up and then dumps their emotions on the ones around their life. You ever had a day like this? You ever gone home at the end of the day? And, man, you have had a hellacious day. I mean, if anything could have gone wrong, it did. You walk in and they ask you a question. How was your day? And you look at them and go, you know what? Let's not go there. Well, tell me about your day. You really don't want to (laughs) hear Yes, I do. Okay, sucker, you want to hear it? Here it is. And you just vomit emotions all over them. Why? Because we all live with an internal garbage can. And most of you are better at collecting emotions than you are resolving emotions. Have you ever done this if you're married or have a special person in your life? Do y'all ever fight? And by the way, every couple needs two fight nights a week. You just walk in and you just start fighting. (laughs) You ever had this happen? You ever had one of those nights you walk in and there's a disagreement. So you got that disagreement out here. And by the time you finish, there are five more on the table and you look at each other and go, how'd we get here? Anything you don't resolve has continuation. Do you understand if you've had a frustration with a client and you don't resolve that the next customer that walks into your life will bring you the same frustrations. Goals. Statements that are written that create a thought process for your actions to connect to. New design. The opportunity to put yesterday behind you and create a time of beginning anew. Keep this in your head. Yesterday is a reference library, not a room to live in. You ever been around someone who couldn't get out of yesterday? Do you think the more frustrated and disappointed I am, the more I run to yesterday? Do you know why? Because most of us feel safe in yesterday. But we're not safe. Principles. Thoughts that develop into beliefs. Big, big word. Internal commitment. Foundational principles that create the core your behavior is built on. Success. Daily behaviors that keep you moving forward by making choices that keep clarity as your decision. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I promise you, and I don't make promises that aren't true. I can help you simplify your life to the point that the majority of your life will go forward if you'll just master one question. You can boil life down to one question. I get people all the time come to me and they've got all these questions. And I say, stop. Life is one question. Before you say yes to anything in your life, take a deep breath. Why? A deep breath slows you down. Ask yourself this question. Will this decision feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Isn't that simple? Will this decision feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Here's the challenge. If I took ten of you and gave you the opportunity to choose confusion or clarity, eight of you would choose confusion. Why? because it would give you the excuse life you've been living you ever been around people who everything in their life is just an excuse don't they just frustrate the living daylights out of you because you would never do that you're too mature understand this every day you either mature or manure one of the two (laughs) behavior the demonstration of choices that define your real agenda more being proud of what you have achieved, but internally knowing there's still other adventures to explore. Is there still more for your life? When you run out of more, you've got to die. Is it possible that people physically are alive but mentally and emotionally dead? I had one of my mentoring students one day, and I told him, okay, I want you to go home, disassemble your bed, and put it in the garage. And I want you to go down to the local funeral home, and I want you to buy a casket. And I want you to put it in your bedroom. And I want you to crawl in it every night and sleep. Because you're dead. If there is no more for your life, if you don't know what the more is that you're searching for, you are mentally and emotionally dead. And you physically exist in a world where every day you destroy more of you. So let me put some truths up here that guide our seven principles. Truth number one, it takes longer to build something that is great than it does to destroy it. You ever watch people build a great company and then because they have the wrong people inside, it gets destroyed? I don't understand anyone who owns a real estate company who keeps people who don't share purpose agenda and commitment. I don't understand why we let people stay who aren't there to grow and to build a business. They're simply there to hang out. Man, if I owned a real estate company I had these people, I'd take them to lunch and order theirs to go. bird. And I'd be the only one that came back. Can one negative person destroy the morale of an office? Can a group of people simply coming and hanging out and drinking coffee pull the office down? I'd rather have 10 people who are committed to growth than have 100 people who simply just hang out in the office. It's not about numbers. It's about the quality of people that we have around our life. It takes longer to build something that is great than it does to destroy it. You're either a hostage to your yesterday or a pioneer for your future. You ever watch people who spend their whole life living in yesterday? Like, they go into yesterday, buy a little piece of land, build them a little cabin, get a rocking chair, set on the front porch, and rock and talk about the good old days. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I had a, an agent. Her name is Katie Falk. And Katie came to me after I'd spoken at, at one of the national conventions, and she said, would you be willing to work with me I've been number one in the real estate board here in Milwaukee for basically 11 years and I'm watching my life just fall apart. She said I don't know what's happening. So I said I'm going to be in Minneapolis so why don't I fly over and you and I take a look at your life. Well I walk into her office and being the number one salesperson both in her association in her company and high up in the franchise. She's got plaques all over the wall. You can't even see the walls. There's there's so many plaques. I said, you serious about me working with you? She said, I sure am. I said, sit here and I'll be back in an hour. I go down to a store called Home Depot and I buy a bunch of boxes. I come back to her office and I take all of her plaques off the wall. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm closing down the mausoleum. Because you sit in here every day and you look at who you've been. You know what's happened, Katie? In living in who you've been, you forgot who you are. Yesterday is yesterday. It's not a room to continue to live in. You are exactly in your life where you want to be. People fight me all the time on this. That's not true. Well, if it's not true, why are you there? If you want more in your life, why are you where you are? You are exactly in your life where you want to be. And you can argue with that all day long. But you've got to understand, if you accept it, you're now accountable for your life. You're either designing your life to go forward or exist in circles of sameness. If you and I spent a day together, I'd probably scare the daylights out of you. Yeah. <laughs> but if you and I spent a day together, Would I find any places in your life where you're fighting with yourself and you want more, but the fear is really just playing with you? Absolutely. Would you like to get past those? Absolutely. Now he's just holding himself accountable because that's either truth or a lie, correct? How many times have we told people, this is what I want, and we go back and repeat behaviors? Your greatest battle is your internal war with fear and desire are fighting with each other for control of your life. You see every day either fear or desire wins. Whoever wins has control of your life for that day. I bet fear wins more than desire. That's why some of you exist in a world rather than living in opportunity. There's opportunity every day for you to succeed and be better. But your desire has to be stronger than your fear. So, seven principles. I'm going to tell you up front, these are not magical formulas. I don't know magic. But what I do have is the clarity that if you're serious about wanting more for your life, I can show you how to have it. But that requires being honest, right? You know something I learned in doing coaching and counseling? Most people want honesty as long as it's not honest. You ever had somebody come to you and go, now be honest with me, and you thought, really? (laughs) I have been praying for this day. So you zap him with honesty, and what's their reaction? Oh, not that honest. (laughs) So it raises an interesting question, and you seem like a fairly intelligent person. Oh, he's already getting down on himself. My question to you, and my operative word is always, ready? Do you always want everyone in your life to be totally honest with you? No. No? What is wrong with him? And he's the only one in the room, right? True or false? Nothing can happen until we get honest. Do you think there are any people in this room who play a game with themselves about wanting to be successful? It's that person sitting next to you, isn't it? Principle number 1. Truly successful people know behavior never lies. This is the foundation of principle that governs the other 6 philosophies. Without this as the most important, the other 6 won't matter. Do you know any behaviors in your life you need to improve? A couple and until you're willing to improve those, you can't go anywhere. Do you understand what being stuck is? Being stuck is not willing to face your life with honesty and see what is necessary for you to go for it. you think there's fear in facing yourself? Do you know the worst day you'll ever live in your life? You get up in the morning, You're having a conversation with yourself in the mirror and the person in the mirror leaves before you finish the conversation. (laughs) That's a bad day. Your mind says, man, we want to go for it. Here's what we need to do. And man, I'm going to do it. And your emotions go, just try. You just try. How many times have you shut down opportunity with your behavior? This is the most profound philosophy you ever need to learn. It's only three words. Behavior never lies. Because what your life demonstrates is what you believe. So if I talk about wanting to improve and be successful, and I keep doing the same things that keep me from being successful, I am lying to myself. But you understand something? It's how most people get through a day of their life. That's why only 2% of people ever reach their potential. If your behavior is about being average, stop talking about being successful because you'll never get there. It all starts with you being honest about your behavior. Why? What does this mean? Positive behavior looks for the lesson to learn. Positive behavior increases your trust in yourself. Positive behavior finds the path to improvement. Positive behavior expresses one's desire to move forward. Is that what your behavior says about you? Not just in real estate, folks, but in life. Isn't building something better a continual process? And isn't better all about improving behavior? Not changing behavior. I don't want anyone to change. But I want them to understand something. If you don't improve the behavior, you have nowhere to go. Number two, truly successful people understand anything you don't confront, you validate. You have any idea how powerful that is? I'll bet there's some of you in this room who don't like confrontation. You ever let things exist in your life because you just don't want to confront them because you don't want to talk about them? Why? Because we think confrontation is criticism. Folks, learn this. It's the third most powerful skill in the human life. Because the purpose of confrontation is to resolve. What happens if I never resolve anything? It grows. And it grows in emotions. Now, here's my gift to you. If you're fearful of confrontation, I can show you how to get through it and take the fear out of it. Practice three C's. And you need to remember these. Richard? I have a concern I need for us to talk about now it's not your concern it's mine so I'm not jumping on you I'm just going to address something with you now the second C here's what's causing my concern it's not you it's mine and then the third C and notice the pronouns going to change now what can we do to correct this And if they don't want to deal with it, aren't they telling you they don't want to share agenda with you? And please don't ever forget this. All human lives collide at the point of agendas. If she and I were going to have a conversation and she had an agenda and I had an agenda and I didn't care about her agenda, we'd never communicate. Truly successful people understand Anything you don't confront, you validate. Anything not addressed has been given permission to continue to develop and emotionally establish a presence in your life. What does this confronting means? What? Looking for the common agenda. Investing in finding a path to resolution. Facing the issue without fear, taking control. What does it mean? Exiting with a new plan in place where we can go for it. Number three. Truly successful people provide leadership. And don't become a participant in the confusion that surrounds their life. Do you understand something? You're not a salesperson. You're a guide. People don't want to be sold, but they sure like to be guided toward resolution. I used to do a lot of seminars on cruise ships. One day I made a big mistake. I was on a carnival cruise ship, and before we set sail, I did a program for the crew. And then the first day at sea, I did a program for all the passengers. Couldn't go anywhere on the ship without somebody having a question. And I learned I could only go two places to get away from them, my room or a lifeboat. I mean, I'd get off the ship and go just to have a lunch away from everybody, and I'd look up and I'd see them coming. Ever had somebody ask you, got a minute? You ever notice they don't own a watch? One day I was on the brig of a Norwegian cruise liner. And I asked the captain, if you're going to turn this ship, if you want to turn it around, how many miles? said, Richard, it takes 37 miles to turn this ship around. Think about that. How many times do we walk into people's life, and because we're impatient, we want things to happen on our timetable? Do you think there's a need in life to have patience? I mean, all of you are real patient people, right? You don't try to push people. Leadership understands something. I can't become a participant because it's not happening the way I want it to happen. i got to be a leader and let the process happen with my guidance. This means what? Let their presence become the essence of their value. Invoke trust through their presence. Face with accountability their role as a leader, as a guide. Expand their presence through their behavior. Number four. Truly successful people must be great listeners in order to be great communicators. You ask me, Richard, as a leader, what are the five skills I got to develop? And they're in one order. Number one, you got to be a listener. Is it ever challenging to listen? You ever had somebody in your life that just rambles? You ever had a customer who every time you're with them, they got to tell you the same thing they've told you before? You ever wanted to say, listen, would you just shut up for a minute and let me finish this conversation so we can both get on with our life? Is listening gathering research? And so even though I may tell you the same story twice, there's a different story the second time I tell you. I need to hear the difference. See, and the reality is, when you're not listening, you're not hearing all that's being said, both verbally and nonverbally, which results in conversational confusion. Folks, understand this. You hear more with your eyes than you do your ears. Your ears hear words. Your eyes hear behavior. So what does this mean? When you listen, you look for all that is being said in any form. When you listen, you increase your ability to resolve and move forward. When you listen, You find the real message in what is being said. When you listen, it will expose the agenda of those who want their own way. Number five, truly successful people earn the respect of others through the quality and consistency of their presence. You have any idea how rare it is to find somebody who is consistently persistent because they're persistently consistent? You know how hard that is to say? Most people are inconsistent, and when you're inconsistent, you break promises. Do you think people can ever lie on the telephone? Hi, this is Richard Flint. I'm either on the other line or I'm out of the office, and I've been out of the office for eight years, and they haven't missed me yet. (laughs) But if you'll leave me a message, I'll get right back to you. And then the words, because your phone call is important to me. You ever done that in... Someone not return your phone call. Or my big one today that just drives me up a wall. Hi, you can either leave me a message or for better results, send me a text. You know what that's saying? I don't want to talk to you. Let me tell you something. As much as we may deny it, the number one thing that a human life wants to know is that they matter. And technology is a great tool, but it's a tool that many use for disconnect. You ever watch somebody send an email rather than call somebody? And we think we're doing good because we answer everything by email. Folks, people want to feel your presence. Respect becomes what others feel about you after they have experienced your presence. Earning respect requires what? Leading with consistency, increasing your knowledge, finding resolution in each situation. And then execution of promises. Do you remember when people break promises with you? And if people break promises with you, does it affect your trust in them? One of the biggest questions I used to get asked in the counseling center, Richard, if someone breaks a trust relationship with you, can you repair it? No! Exclamation point. Why? Because trust is solid. You know what trust is? I can put my life in your hands. And when you're working with clients, aren't they putting their life in your hands? Seriously, is there trust involved in that? So if I don't return a phone call, if I'm disorganized and things fall through the crack, if I'm a procrastinator, can I affect that trust they have in me? Now, you can't rebuild it, but you can repair it. You know how long it takes to repair trust? You ever had this happen to you? You ever had a client come to you, and they want to tell you about that last person they worked with? And are they talking about all the high points? No, they're talking about everything that went wrong, aren't they? And do you think they're sharing with you what you better not do? And you sit there and think, why do I need to listen to this crap? Because they're telling you how to work with them. And you don't get people's respect while you're working with them. It's what they feel about you after you finish that journey with them. And by the way, do you think that respect fits into repeat and referral business? Number six, truly successful people have a passion for what they're doing, which inspires others to improve. Do, do you think I have fun doing what I do? My goodness, where could I meet so many weird people? <laughs> you ever been around someone who does something because it's a job? May I define job for you? It's an environment that a human goes to every day where they prostitute themselves for a paycheck. They don't care. Do you think there are people in real estate who don't care about the client, they just care about the commission? When they look at somebody, they just see a commission check. Do you think people feel that? Can you feel when someone's passionate about what they're doing? If you could do anything you wanted to do with your life, anything in the world you wanted to do with your life, would you be doing what you're doing today? Honest answer. Yes. Yes. Would you? Anything you want to do with your life? Absolutely. Would you? Would you? Would you? Wow, would you? Would you? Wow, y'all are impressive. So that tells me that every day when you get up, you look forward to your day, and you walk in that day to make a difference in the lives of people because you are doing with your life what you feel you're put on this earth to do. Now, let me challenge that. If you're doing exactly what you should be doing with your life, you have three things in your life other people can't have. You have happiness. Every day brings you joy. Even if the day is upside down, it still gives you a sense of joy because, you know, sometimes i got to get through the jungle first. It gives you a sense of fulfillment. You end your day, and you feel good about the value that you brought to people. And you know what? You feel free because you don't have to play games. Your enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm in others, which feeds self-motivation, which means what? Lights up the environment with energy. You ever met somebody that when they walk in a room, man, the room just lights up? That's attractive, is it not? I mean, you you want to be around those people. You ever been around somebody that when they walk into the room, they just suck the energy out of the room? Passion. Infuses everybody with enthusiasm. Passion. Finds solutions. Passion. Passion. Expands their desire to improve their life. I've done a lot of great things in my life. Things that I'm proud of and things that I celebrate. Because I have one purpose in my life. I want to help you find the pathway to improvement. I want to get you out of your circle of sameness and provide you, not doing it for you, but provide you with the opportunity. Why? Because I'm doing with my life exactly what God put me on this earth to do. Number seven. The greatest compliment truly successful people receive is that they have a presence that is present when they're not present. Any of you in this room ever met somebody you couldn't wait to forget? (laughs) Hmm? You ever had this happen to you? You meet somebody and somebody goes, who's that? And you go, oh, what was their name? What was their name? What happens when you have a presence that is present when you're not present? Isn't that strength? isn't that quality isn't that what you want as a foundation to build on presence with presence means what lessens doubt and increases trust increases the quality of what people do it's the foundation for repeat and referral business expectations are shared by all see I think if you want one thing for your life It ought to be to create a presence that has presence when you're not present. The secret to longevity in this industry is that, tied with the fact that behavior never lies. You ever seen people who can't build repeat and referral business because their presence has been damaged by their behavior? And aren't we here to guide people to find resolution because of what we bring to their life? So one more time, real quick. Truly successful people know behavior never lies. They understand anything they don't confront, they validate. They provide leadership and don't become a participant in the confusion. They understand they got to be a great listener in order to be a great communicator. They earn the respect of others through the quality and consistency of their presence. They have a passion for what they're doing, which inspires others to improve. And then the thing that binds them together, they have a presence that is present when they're not present.